Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And we're talking to you from our far, far away from home right. studio. And not even in an RV. <laughs> in um, Tanjore, India, in southern India, in the state of Tamil Nadu. Whoa, very impressive. I don't have any idea where I am. <laughs> I just know that it's very hot and very humid. And while we have been thinking of you, dear listener, yes. we really do not have our minds in the RV world. So this is going to be a bit of a stretch. We've been seeing temples. People are interested in traveling. Eating so they want curry. To hear where we've been and what we're doing. Sweating a lot. On October 15th, we left for India uh, via Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka is a large island off of uh, India, about 10 or 15 miles. And it's kind of the Cancun area. It seems to be more of a beachy destination for Europeans. Not too many Americans there. Yeah, we haven't run across many Americans at all. And in our hotel here, we don't get any English channels, so we have no idea what's going on around the world. Besides uh, being able to connect with our Wi-Fi, we haven't had any real news about the world. And we've been too busy. We've been too busy. been a little surprised that there has been more English here in India. I thought English was a fairly common language. Our guide said only about 50% yeah. of the people who live in India speak English, and I think it must be a matter of education because a lot of the poor people haven't had the opportunity to learn anything but the language where they live. I think India has 11 different official languages, if I remember right. So, And, of course, they are... Ten and one half hours time zones difference from Chicago, not ten, but ten and a half. No explanation so, given. I don't know why they would have half an hour, but they do. But the nice thing is, is that all of India is one time zone. Which took me well over a week to adjust to. I have to say. <laughs> well, we arrived a couple of days early in order to uh, accommodate the time zones. In this part of the world, but uh, it has been a tough one because that's almost day for night. And so you have to arrange your eating schedule and everything has to be readjusted for your body. In mid-afternoon, we we would just get really logy. Yep. You know, you talk about going from the East Coast to the West Coast, but this is a whole other... You ain't seen nothing yet. And our flight from Chicago... I don't think it was that bad. Well, yes, it was nice because it wasn't full. And it was nonstop. And nonstop all the way to Delhi, India, and we flew north from Chicago. Now, that's very strange because, of course, India is substantially further south than Chicago, certainly, and most of the United States. But we flew north uh, over Canada and then over the North Pole or someplace in that vicinity and then down over Scandinavia and Russia and straight south uh, then into India. Which is amazing to fly that way. I mean, I just the shortest route. Yeah, which is obviously the shortest route, but it still took 16 hours in the air. Mm. Ah, I think I was psyched for it. Yeah, but we each, we had a row to ourselves, and so it was <laughs> decent anyway. Um, we are traveling with a company called Oat, and if you are um, not traveling in your RV and you're looking to travel. Uh, in other parts of the world, you might consider giving this company a definite uh, look. They have um, an extensive website with travel opportunities throughout the world. That stands for... (laughs) 
Overseas Adventure Travel or, is their official title. But their but nickname our, is... Our guide said it stands for Older Americans Traveling. Old Americans. No, Older American Tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely Which fits us, are. our category, exactly. Traveling in this part of the world, you want to be a little careful. Um, you have to be careful about the water and the people. I, it, we don't feel in any way in danger, and the people have been extremely friendly. Very But nice. getting around would be a hassle. And so we decided to take a tour, and we're here for about seven weeks. India is a big country, and we're doing both of the tours that Oat offers, the Northern India Tour and the Southern India Tour, which we are doing right now. And we did a pre-tour in Sri Lanka. So we are spending the time to try to, as we do at home, I think, uh, we try to spend as much time as we can uh, visiting places. Uh, once we're there, we want to want to see the sites that see are there. See what there see. is to see. Right. And Oat does a very nice job because uh, we are a group of 15. In Sri Lanka, we were only six, and they guarantee small groups. And we have a nice air-conditioned bus, which we value highly in yes. this sultry part of the world, so that we each have our own seat. We have a 40-passenger bus. Plenty with of room to stretch out. So everybody has their own seat, which is really nice. And in Sri Lanka, we had six people and three, <laughs> three attendants. In this part of the world, you have, because the labor is cheap, you have a bus attendant, as well as the driver and the guide. One thing that always charms me is every time you come to a new hotel, you're greeted by the staff with yes. um, a cool rolled-up face cloth that's kind of herbal-scented uh-huh. to wipe the sweat from your brow and some sort of delicious fruit drink. <laughs> um, you don't always know what it is, but they're very hospitable. It makes very. you feel well, welcome. And uh, you know, having lots of labor, uh, some of the folks have been commenting about that they see things being done by hand that normally would be done by a machine at home. And that's because they have lots of labor. Why put those people out of a job? We visited a silk factory, and they said silk making is basically a cottage industry. They have the looms distributed in 50,000 houses, and people sit in their houses and, and weave. As much as they want to, whenever they want to, and when they have finished enough silk to make a sari, they get paid by the Six piece. Six and a half yards, and they're beautiful, but... Somebody said, well, can't you do this weaving by machine? And, and you can. The answer was an absolute yes, but if you did it, it would put 50,000 people out of a job. Which is kind of what's Which, happened in our own country. Exactly. People who you know, don't this, have the this proper skills. This technological or, revolution that we're going through has put millions of people out of a job. Or a good education. And mm-hmm. India has decided that we're not going to do that in a big way. We're just going to stick with the old way. And <laughs> so we have three people on our bus and you go to a restaurant and there are 25 waiters and we were at one restaurant and we were the, there were six of us eating the lunch and there were at least 10 waiters that our fellow passengers said, uh, how come there's so many people here? You know, don't they have part-time workers in the end? Our guy said, Oh, there is no such thing as part-time work. Everybody works full-time, and when the restaurant's not full, they just busy themselves with other tasks. Whereas in the United States, you know, it would be you'd have the lunch crowd and the dinner crowd, and the, and the waiters would and be gone. And it wouldn't be nearly a part-time yeah, job. Yeah, so, so it's a very different sort of culture, and, of course, that's why we travel is to find out about these things. So Oat does a very nice job because they, they have small groups, and they're paced for us elderly folks and actually quite nice hotels. We would like to immerse ourselves into the culture. But not that much. <laughs> but when it's 85 degrees and 90% humidity, 
uh, staying in a nice hotel, and we don't like squat pots very well. No, no. Um, so they take great pains to make sure that you stay in nice hotels. And uh, that you're comfortable and clean. And they t- go to great pains to make sure that you have plenty of bottled water to drink. And, and so far, no and, one has and gotten And they check sick. the kitchens to make sure when you're eating that they're safe food and and they go to pains to make sure that you don't have to eat the local food which is too spicy yeah i mean we have tasted some of the local food and certainly if you like those dishes you're welcome to have them but many of them are fire hot for us (laughs) and our guide takes his food and spices it up (laughs) i guess that's the way he likes it but you know that's that's the good thing about travel you can try these things if you want to but they don't force on you whereas if you were doing this all yourself you'd have a tough time and the guides uh from oat seem to have a a mandate to take you to different places that are not necessarily on the itinerary to see real life which is something we really enjoy uh, I can only take so many temples and so many big monuments and museums, government buildings and museums and stuff like that. I have a very low tolerance for that sort of thing, in case the RV Navigator listeners don't understand that. <laughs> but I really like markets and and schools. Driving in Sri Lanka, our guide sees a bunch of kids at a school, and they... They're sitting outside under a tree studying. Studying, and he stops the bus. He runs across the street and says, would you like some American visitors? They said yes. And so we we went over to the school, and we chatted with the kids. They were so they were excited. Just, they were just learning English. And, and they sang, my Bonnie lies over the ocean to us, <laughs> and we sang, take me out to the ballgame. Yeah, to take them. me out to the ballgame, which I haven't sung in a long time. But, you know, that kind of very authentic experience is really... Something we prize, I think. And yesterday we had a stop at two things, actually. A market, a a local village market. We were the only white (laughs) white people there to feel like a super minority. And they call us whiteies, which sounds bad. But in actuality, they very much want to touch you and look at you. And take pictures and with take us pictures. They, and have they us actually, take pictures of them. It's a very strange experience. We're always going around snapping pictures of all the local people, and they, these folks are happy to smile, and they love to have their picture taken. And here we are, uh, now the object of that. Dad gives you their kid, and, stands in, and you stand there with mother and kid, and he takes your picture with them. So we are the object of... Uh, we feel like celebrities. Something like that, anyway. So we went to uh, this great market, where vegetable market, where they're buying and selling all sorts of stuff. We had no idea what it was. It's amazing in the world how many vegetables. We just don't have any clue. You think our grocery stores are so well stocked, but, but I mean, there's a say, lot out there. Say, I would say at least half the stuff. The produce. I had never heard I'd of it. I'd never heard didn't of it, it never was. seen it. And probably never will. I've probably eaten it and didn't realize it. <gasps> Not at home yet. Not at home, but, but here. You, you probably have. And it's probably really good tasting stuff, but super fresh and, you know, being sold by the farmer uh, on the spot. And so we had a really great experience there. <clears throat> Hopefully I'll have a chance to put up some of the pictures. And the other place we visited yesterday was? A little village that's yes. very much off the tourist Whoa. track. Our guide had brought people there before, uh, so they were not totally flabbergasted to see us, but we were still special 
special enough that everybody came outside to watch us, and we we stood and looked at them, and they stood and looked at us, and uh, we saw a little bit of early morning life in action. All the moms were braiding well, that beautiful long dark hair that the girls have, and the and boys the, were waiting at the school bus with their little lunch pails. And he opens his lunch pail to show us what they're eating for lunch at school. You know, just very authentic experiences. And then we went down to the to, to the, the beach to because the beach. this was a ocean community and fishing Depended is the name of the game fishing. there and the men had uh, gone fishing at 3 a.m. and we're just coming back with the, the catch of the day and we're carrying it in big nets to the middle of the beach where all the women were selling it. It looked to me like they were selling it to each other. I didn't quite understand that yeah. and there was a lot of screaming and yelling which sounded kind of ominous but, but what they really were doing was auctioning off the fish and deciding who was going to get the best price. And of course everybody in this country wears these saris and they have their faces with religious markings on them and these big through both nostrils of the nose they have piercings piercings and ear piercings i mean the pictures i'm getting are just really unbelievable <laughs> the faces we're not and in kansas anymore we ain't in kansas and of course very dark skin we're having some trouble with exposure because the dark skin is really when you get a light background really causes some some problems but uh other than that uh 5,000 pictures later, I'm still clicking away. <laughs> it's why you came. So if you want to come and see us, we'll be glad to show you our pictures, but you may be there for Bring your sleeping days. bag. <laughs> At the official, oh, we could have the RV Navigator Rally. <laughs> or if they have to watch our pictures. They have to watch our pictures. <laughs> yeah, that'll be heavily attended. We owe an apology. I know we do. Uh, and I, I had more emails about the bad sound on last month's episode than ever before. I'm truly sorry about that. Um, we succumbed to having a nice day in the out, out on the back porch and recording the podcast there, but... Obviously, our microphone actually didn't have much wind noise, but actually it just dropped out the sound. And you may not realize it, uh, dear listener, but uh, I heavily edited that podcast. Even so? <laughs> Even so. You know, I edit these podcasts fairly heavily. You don't hear all of our mistakes. Other podcasters don't do that, but I think that it's it's uh, nice for you. It's only polite for you to hear only <laughs> the best of what we have. Which wasn't very much, apparently. <laughs> So I go to great pains to make it sound as good as I can, given the equipment that we have. You know, we don't use professional studio quality equipment, and we don't take advertising, so I don't have any extra money to buy stuff like that. So we'll try not to do that again, not to succumb to the good weather, and uh, we'll record indoors and... As we are now, everybody else in our group is at the pool, and we're here talking to you. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) But it is cool. I'm sure everybody back home where it's freezing and getting snow and stuff is... Have you winterized your RV yet? Hmm, we did months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I recall, it was about 85 degrees when, when you I were doing it. it. <laughs> so we're coming home. Uh, if you'd like to pick us up, we're coming home on Thanksgiving Day. In the morning. In the morning 7 at 7 a.m. after 16 hours in the air. We fly home on Thanksgiving Day. And, and then, then we will turn our thoughts back to RVing exactly. because after the holidays, we are going to get back in the motorhome and head toward Tucson. Exactly. But you might be planning a travel adventure in the not-too-distant future on a plane, and we would like to relate to you a short story about packing defensively, which is something we always do. We always carry in our carry-ons 
Whatever we think we would need for the next 24 hours. Yeah, like an extra pair of clothes and shoes and medication, toothpaste and stuff like that that will last uh, keep us going for at least 24 hours because our Sri Lanka portion of the trip, and that involved two flights. We flew to Delhi and then on to Colombo, which is the biggest city in Sri Lanka, and another three-and-a-half-hour flight, I might add. So we were really tired after a 16-hour flight and a four-hour layover and then another three-and-a-half-hour flight. We did that, and it worked out just fine. But our colleagues, our fellow travelers from the New East York, Coast. they the were East fly- Coast. The East Coast. They flew in from Boston to New York, and they flew in from Connecticut and other places, Maine, to New York. And when they got there, their India flight was canceled. And so they didn't have any place to go. And although the... And of course, they checked out their luggage, and so all they so had they didn't until, they, really got until to they got India to the gate was what they had in their carry-on. So they had to spend a night in a hotel, and they were on the road forever. And they got to India a whole twenty-four hours late, and so we had to, to delay our departure, uh, the tour's departure. But of course, they were, were really <laughs> dead. But they were in good good spirits overall. Um, there were four of them. I should also mention that uh, Oat is very friendly for solo travelers. They don't charge a single supplement. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. So a lot of people on this trip are singles. Yes. we've had, oh, At least half the people uh-huh. are singles. There's, we, uh, out of the 15, we have uh, three couples and the rest nine are singles. are singles. So if you are a single RVer listening to this, this is a nice way to travel and go and see, see the rest of the world. See the rest of the world, which we can strongly recommend. RVing is good, and this is good. I can't say it's better. No, it's different. We certainly enjoy it. We enjoy enjoy it all. Right. We have some emails that I've gotten uh, in addition to the negative ones. And uh, from Mike, he asks us, how big is too big? He actually asked us, I think, a couple of months ago. And by that, I mean, is there a length of a fifth wheel or motorhome that leaves you looking for accommodations outside of the national parks and state parks? Life is full of compromises. What is your take on RV length? The longer, the better. No, it depends. I mean, if if I'm a working no. person who only has oh. a two-week vacation, you don't need to spend the money on a big monstrosity like we have, yeah. and you don't need all the storage space that we seem to think we need because we live in ours for months at a time. And yes. certainly the length of our motorhome, 40 feet, does keep us out of some places. Very few, though. And I would like to emphasize again, we stay in the net. We stayed in Grand Canyon in the middle of the park, uh, 200 yards from the rim of the Grand Canyon. We've stayed in very nice campgrounds. Uh, Zion, beautiful campground there. I think that most of the national and state parks, unless you want to be in a super wilderness situation, are accommodating for for big rigs. You can find spaces to camp in, and a lot whether of- it's boondocking. And as a matter of fact, of course, because we can boondock for extensive periods of time, we're actually better off than. Many people, and a lot of them will have two sets of campgrounds. One that's more tenter oriented, might not even have um, any electric posts, and some that are much more RV oriented. And they often will tell you if you try to uh, reserve a site on their websites how big the site is and whether you can fit there or not. Well, that's one of the really nice things. These online reservation services now have actually pictures of the campsites, and they tell you very specifically how long they are and what the amenities are, whether it's on grass or a pad or something. So I don't see length as a problem with 
destination. You can always find a campground that will accommodate you, from my experience. It may not be the place, but the benefits of having a, a longer rig are outweigh the, the negatives. And I haven't really not felt restricted. I mean, Destin, Florida, great beach, campground, state park, beautiful. And the other one at DeSoto, mm-hmm. state parks in mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. And we've stayed at state parks all over. Yeah, we have. And because we carry 100 gallons worth of water and generator and all that sort of stuff, we can camp at a lot of places that would be a hardship for rigs with less capacity. And there often are sites in those state parks that are too small for us, yes. but there are plenty that are just fine. To me, it's more a matter it's of how much how, time yeah. you are going to be spending in your RV and how much yeah. you're going to be yeah, that's using the, it. Yeah, that, I, I wouldn't worry about destinations at all when I'm deciding the length of an RV. Now, if you'd like to send us some, an email that contradicts this, or if your experiences are different... We, we always yeah. just give you our honest opinion. And of course, the thing with us is, is that because we also tow a car, that gives us a great deal of flexibility once we get there we often go scouting campsites uh, with the car to make sure that we can get there with the motorhome because there are some tight turns or something that and sometimes you get to a place and they say just go park wherever you want to park and and websites like rv park reviews which we use extensively will give you first-hand experience reviews from those who have been there and they often will say we had we, trouble with this site or that site or, or and the kind of rig they camped there in yeah they always tell you that and another issue is <laughs> not really the site so much as how level it is and one of the things that we have because we have jacks that'll literally bring the wheels off the ground we can camp in places where other people would find it uncomfortable to camp especially if you have a fifth wheel that doesn't have side to side leveling uh, with our old fifth wheel, we had often trouble um, getting ourselves really level, whereas this in the motorhome, <coughs> when the jacks work. <laughs> Which they have lately, we must say, after we've been complaining for so many months. Right. Uh, so that's a really good question. I hope that answers it, from our point of view anyway. Oh, the next email is from... Eric. Eric, right. Who may have solved your problem. Now I feel kind of stupid. This is kind of a duh. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't done to me. Well, I, well, I, well, it wasn't either to me. I, you know, I, I, sorry, folks. Uh, I've ranted and raved quite a lot about my tire pressure sensors, and Eric oh, has done some research and found out that the tire pressure sensors and the common type of wireless thermometer, which. We have multiples of throughout our RV because we need to know what the temperature is. He says, in every nook and cranny. He says, while reading uh, on the Tiffin forum, I discovered that wireless that their wireless thermometer setup appears to interfere with the tire sensor receiver. I too have experienced these dropouts, and like you, I decided that the systems were quirky at best. Now he says, since I have a wireless thermometer setup, and I have three. And, and frankly, I've had trouble with the wireless thermometers, too. They're probably being interfered with <laughs> by the tire sensors. Um, and he says, uh, the thermometer said, I, I removed the batteries from our, our temperature sensors before departing on an 850-mile trip from home to Blue Water Key this, this last weekend. It seemed to make a difference. <laughs> Duh. On the way down, I had two tire sensors drop off three or four times a day, which is exactly my experience. On the trip home, I had one sensor drop out once. Hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, they both use 433 megahertz. So, so I'm going to have to buy new wireless thermometers. Well, we can just look up the temperature on our that? phone. That's such a logical answer. Yeah, because we have that with cell phones in the house have, and computer well, drop we have, off and, too. And with wire, Wi-Fi, yeah. I know I know yeah. about Wi-Fi. Yeah. So okay. this is just... Thank you, Eric. What so a lifesaver. They need to widely publicize this. Last month I talked about having a Facebook page. I got no response. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody didn't, wants to see us on Facebook. Didn't somebody suggest it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah somebody suggested it, but even she... They were the only one that was interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did get a nice email from Mike. Mike. A competitor to Facebook is Google+. And he's been nice enough to set up for us a Google Plus RV Navigator web homepage, I guess it is. I don't know much about Google+, Plus, but I know that it's for photographers. Photographers migrate to Google+. Plus. Artists. Photographers. Not RVers? <laughs> I, well, we could be the first. This is great. I mean, Facebook is littered with people like... Like us? Well, like that. And everybody has a Google account anyway. So if you would like to... Oh, my God. Well, you have to put the link on the website. Yeah. We can't read this whole big link. But he's made a page for us, and he's and it's got, discussion got two forums. discussion some, topics on there already that right. we could see. And, and I'll put some pictures there as soon as I... Uh, the problem is being such long distance, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to post this. Yeah, of course, and, and Mike, the, we will if pursue If you're listening it. to this, I was successful. But right now, our Wi-Fi is extremely limited, and well, I may not have a, a chance to upload this. Yeah. It, Worldwide, Wi-Fi is getting better. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. And most of our hotels do have Wi-Fi. Of some sort. Of some sort. But they it's often quirky because this one is limited to uh, 500 and... Bandwidth is 512 and KPS and the download maximum is a gig per day. And when you think about the fact that the ins- the electricity blinks every so often and we go <laughs> if to... If we disappear suddenly. <laughs> and we go to generator power for a while. The one hotel guy it, told it, you that he uses the generators to run his hotel 40%, 40% of, the of the time. And we looked on the back of our hotel. And you could see them. Two giant, giant generators. So things are a little dicey here and, and we'll, we'll do the best we can. we staying in very nice hotels. Yes, I mean, we, have. we have a pool. It's completely Americanized. It's air-conditioned. With a room. No culture shock. I just can't see anything on TV. (laughs) Well, you don't have time to watch. We're not here to watch TV. I know, but when I fall asleep, I like to see CNN. But we'll try to pursue the forum idea ourselves a little bit more after we get home. But if you'd like to join, I will try to put it into my regular rotation of looking at stuff, and we can talk about stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And if I put up pictures from daily stuff, I don't know, we'll we'll give it a try. We'll see what it turns into. We'll see what uh, our friends... On the other end of the microphone, want to uh, want to see. Uh, so another. Let's talk a little bit about photography here. Great photographic opportunity. Oh man, you've taken so many pictures. Yeah, I've been taking three to four hundred a day. And every yeah. every end of touring day, we come home and work, 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 looking yeah. at all our pictures. I try to write a little bit on the blog so I remember where we were and what we did there. And, boy, then it's time to go to bed because yeah. we have so I'm many up, pictures. I'm up to 64 gigabytes. Uh, one thing, I haven't had much of a chance to use, though, is my polarizing filter. <laughs> because there hasn't been much blue sky or sunshine. No blue sky. Uh, it's because, you know, it's that really super humid saturated air kind of a white sky but uh one of the nice things about a polarizing filter is it makes your skies that that super nice blue and although you can do that with photoshop 
<laughs> which I'm not supposed to do. But you could do that with Photoshop. But you could also do it with the camera with a polarizing filter. And one of the reasons that has always kind of kept me from using a point-and-shoot is the fact that I couldn't use it with a, with a polarizing filter. And if you have polarized glasses, you know that as you rotate your head, that the, with the glasses, <laughs> as you bob your head, um, that with the sky turns bluer uh, as, uh, as you rotate it. And depending on where the sun's located and that sort of stuff. But it's, it adds very nice color saturation, takes the reflection off of uh, the water and, and other things. So it just is an overall good filter to use a lot of the time, and I use one virtually full-time, except in low-light situations or when I'm taking pictures of faces and stuff. But, as I said, with a point-and-shoot, it's not been possible because it didn't have a screw-on front lens element that you could screw the filter onto. But I've run across something very cool, and this is from a company called CarrySpeed, C-A-R-R-Y-S-P-E-E-D.com. And you can get it from Amazon. And these are magnetic polarizers. Now, this may sound a little bit flimsy or not uh, reliable, but uh, it actually works quite well. I laugh because this is actually my third filter that I'm on. <laughs> did, did we put one in the wash? We put one in the wash. I dropped one and broke it. <laughs> but it, it, the, if you're not a careless person, they're, so they're quite they, reliable. They, so, so you buy one that goes on the front of your camera. My, as I mentioned the other day, I have. Uh, the Sony RX100 Mark II. You buy one that's the right size, and you you has this special adhesive that that puts a ring onto the front of the lens around the outside so that it doesn't interfere with the little uh, protective shutter. It's on there very securely, and then you just drop the filter onto the to the ring, and it magnetically is held on there. And I've never had it <laughs> fall off. I have accidentally done things, but <laughs> I have never. It is so small. So you buy one that's the right diameter for your for lens. your camera. And mine is like twenty eight millimeters or something. So they're very small. And this is a a twenty five dollar item. So it's not overly expensive. But boy, does it make your pictures look a lot better. And you can rotate it so that you can see the effect that it has right in your LCD viewfinder. But the Copilot is not really all that interested in this. I don't have one. Uh, I have nothing to say. Well, you could. You didn't say you wanted one. Nobody offered me one. Well, you didn't seem very interested. Uh-oh, am I in trouble now? Could be. Well, anyway, that's not an RV thing, but uh, I think it will improve your pictures quite a lot. According to the RV Industry Association, we're very glad to report that... Uh, Wholesale shipments to retailers yeah. rose more than 18% last <sighs> month, making it the best September in six years. So things have certainly improved since 2008. Jobs are a-booming in Elkhart, although our last trip to Elkhart did not, didn't look like it It was didn't booming. look booming. Our favorite RV surplus store was gone, out of business, so... Thor Motor Coaches has released a video. This is cool because if you want to take a, a, a tour of an of a RV plant, you can, of course, but you might want to take one on the web and see how they're built. Thor has um, put a behind-the-scenes peek at how motorhomes are brought to life. At their factory in Wakarusa. Wakarusa, so Indiana. If you, don't, if you don't live two hours away from Wakarusa. It's hard to say some of the Indian names out here. <laughs> if you don't live more than two hours away like we do, you can watch it on the it's web. It's very strange. You go and you, we shook hands with about 50 little kids. And you, you know, what do you say as a beginning English language speaker? Hello, my name is Ken. What's your name? 
And you could hear, my name is, and then I could not, not one kid could, could I. Could you repeat their name? Could I repeat their name? I have no idea what they have. They have long name names. They have very, and nothing that I could possibly understand. So if you come here, be prepared for a strange language. <laughs> and, of course, the signs. Are in multi. And it's a very curly tri- language. You can't even see what the letters signs, are. Some of them. I'll, put, I'll try to put a couple pictures. To accommodate. <gasps> Maybe I'll put them on our Google thing. Oh, yeah, that oh, would yeah. be good. Be sure to look on our Google thing. We'll put some pictures. But up. they may not be there till December. You got a SIM card for your iPad. <laughs> from our I, guide. Our guide. I, we land at the airport, and I'm driving. I mean, it's. He's taking us night. to the hotel the first he, night here, and I'm lamenting the fact that my iPad doesn't work. Uh, in India. And so and he, he asks him, where can I buy a SIM card? And the guy says, oh, I have one here in my wallet. And he pulls it out and gives it to him. And not only that, but he had the, the little tool that you need to open it up. And then he gets on his cell phone and calls and, and fills the account with um, megabits and you were surfing the web. Before I got to the hotel from the airport. Now that's service. Now that is service. And the really ser- terrific thing is, is that I'm getting four gigabytes for $16. Such a deal. Ken's ready to move to India. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a terrific service. Anyway. So yesterday while we were driving yes. through the countryside, yeah, he had his yeah, iPad I'm, out. I'm 3G. And he could see that little blue dot moving down the highway. <laughs> and we, even though we didn't know where we were, we knew exactly where we were. <laughs> our, our, our driver, of course, doesn't have a GPS. And I, we, we couldn't even get maps for here, I don't think. I don't know. But he knew where he was. But, of course... A lot of people are very dependent on them. Too dependent on them. Too dependent. So we read about an RV couple in California who left um, (laughs) I-5 with their 23-foot motorhome, as their GPS suggested, and drove onto a forest service route. And then they got stuck in the mud. The cell phone still worked, but the police didn't arrive till the next Next day. day. I hope they were ready to come back. Followed by a tow truck, which couldn't pull them out. Finally, a local search and rescue team pulled out their rig using their own personal gear. Oh, my. That must have been quite an adventure. So the moral of the story is... <laughs> Throw away your, your GPS. We'll always have a map on your lap in addition to the GPS. That's, or use Google Maps. Or have your iPad with a SIM card in it so that you can verify exactly where you're going. This is kind of a weird article, too. I don't know quite what they're what they're driving at. It's RVers who have the right stuff might be able to become reality TV stars. Yeah. An L.A.-based production company is looking for people with big, eccentric personalities, <laughs> whatever that means, who spend a significant me. amount of time on the road in their RVs. We're primarily looking for families, they say, but can expand that to an unusual group of people who hang out together on the road. If you make money in weird ways, whatever that means, Um, especially with a group of people, we definitely want to talk to you. So people who are interested in learning more are encouraged to contact this um, L.A. TV production company, and you have an email address and a phone number here. I don't know if this is legitimate, and I don't know, but I assume it is, Um, and I don't know exactly uh, what they're going to be producing. But if you want to take a look at it, uh, you can give them a call at 310- Three one five seven two three three, and I'll put the link. There's no web link, but I'll put the email email up on the web. Yeah, we have no idea. If Maybe. It's-
if I get the web page done. Yeah. If <laughs> if we can mount it. And we've seen more and more reality type shows yeah, yeah, featuring RVs. Yes, yes, I agree. One way or the so other. So this kind of thing is not really all that. It's possible. And how do they find people? I always wonder how they find people. Well, I'm ready to go to the pool. How about you? To the pool. What about? You're going to go swimming rather than talk to our friends? I think I've, I've already sacrificed a great deal to the podcast. Oh, really? Well, okay. If you're, Is it warm enough? Is it warm enough? <laughs> is the water warm enough? It's next to boiling, it's warm enough. Next to boiling, it's warm enough. Well, this afternoon we go to an orphanage. And we're going to give the them... the kids are really poor. And we're going to get... Oh, this we're is We're going cool. to give them the vegetables we bought yesterday in the produce market, as well as other Our things guy gave us the people have brought from home. responsibility of, of spending... Now, this is cool, though. We, we spent uh, about a buck and a half. Yeah. And I bought so many vegetables, about, I have broken blood vessels on my arm from the weight of the bag. at least five kilos. Ten pounds. Ten pounds worth of vegetables with a buck and a half at different vendors. So we have some pictures of that, too. We'll share There's those with you, if I remember. And we will then say, well, well next month may be interesting, too. <laughs> we may be doing this on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Spending Thanksgiving with our RV Navigator and, listener and community. And we'll surely be brain dead. I don't know. Well, we'll we do may the best be, we, we can. may be a day or two late in getting that podcast up, but it won't be because of technical details. It'll be because It'll of be lack of brain activity on our part. Well, I won't have any chance to do any research no. about new stuff, so no. you may hear more about India. Who knows? Yeah. Sorry. Because next month we do northern India, and then we will be home. <laughs> but other than that, things are going well on our end, and we hope that uh, the world is treating you fine, and we will see you in a campground near us. After Christmas. After Christmas. <laughs> okay. Bye now.